Hello, everyone, and welcome to What's the Damage? I am your host, Truth. No, I'm not. Um, not Truth. <laughs> lies! I know. You are lies! Sorry, Truth. I'm, she I'm is stealing. Lies. I'm, I'm, I'm officially stealing Truth's job because I just want more work for myself. Um, no. Um, uh, she uh, is unable to make it uh, tonight. Uh, those of you in the United States... Uh, might know that there is uh, apparently a deep freeze happening. Uh, the apocalypse is, has come. And, it's called um, Ragnarok. Show some respect to the Norse. And, well, that was an apocalypse. Um, and I know, I'm so... just saying, use its proper name. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> okay. uh, well, you know what? Ragnarok is normal for me. I'm a Canadian. Like the, This oh, is just yeah. like normal weather. Yeah. Um, this is summer. But yeah, yeah it feels exactly. Like Thursday. This, this is like warm for us. Uh, no, but um, yeah, apparently uh, everyone's power is like kind of out. Internet's out in a lot of places, and so um, uh, truth is hunkering down and uh, starting fires uh, in her apartment. No, I'm just joking. Uh, she's probably not doing that. Landlord, if you're listening, it's not happening. Uh, but try to keep warm and uh, and deal with uh, the no power situation and stuff like that. So uh, I took it upon myself to uh, host this one, but I'm not really hosting because it's going to be, we're going to talk about the episode uh, or the session that happened on Friday. Um, and then we're going to go through um, just back and forth questions between uh, my players, uh, three of which I have here, and me. Uh, about the campaign and um, just stuff that we've done uh, and choices that we've made and things like that. And we'll see what we can reveal and what we can't. But um, but yeah, uh, I figured this would be like the special edition of DM versus PCs. So uh, please stick around. Um, we will uh, get through everything. Uh, remember, uh, we have links to uh, important uh, subjects and important resources at the end of our stream. So stick around for those. Um, otherwise, uh, I guess I'm your host, Serenity, and this is What's the Damage? All right, we are back. Uh, so, uh, I guess I should do the. I mean, I was. I think I was supposed to do this in the intro, but obviously, I am not truth, and I'm a terrible host, and this is why I DM and I don't host things. Uh, and she does a wonderful job. But 
Um, normally she goes over uh, what happened in the last session. Uh, my brain is terrible, but I will try to remember. So basically the party um, went back to the room with like the three openings, decided to go down the middle one, uh, had some shenanigans there, found out that there was a door with like a snake coiled around a sword or dagger of some kind, uh, decided fuck that after like an illusionary sort of trap um, would try to squish them. Um, they figured that one out and then were like, nah, we out after they heard some weird whispers in a language none of them, except for Oriana, uh, sort of understood. Um, and Oriana failed to tell the group until they were pretty much at the top out of the, uh, back into the room. Um, then Perry decided to speak up and say, well, we can try getting across the chasm again. Uh, used her conjure animals to fly everyone with giant owls across, where they then attempted to um, make it through a very heavily trapped hallway uh, to a wall at the very end of it uh, before deciding, well, this was a dead end, going back the other way and uh, flying back over, um, having made quite a bit of noise in their attempts to figure out this hallway before running themselves into a group of strange creatures that could turn uh, them to stone uh, through sight, um, managing to power through it with some smart uh, abilities and spells and managed to take them out and then ended the session with them uh, finishing these creatures. So, guys, what's the damage? I mean... Mostly emotional from almost picking <laughs> statues, and also from being just really insulted by those walls. You know, not the walls themselves, but just the idea of walls in general. I feel hurt. I mean, as a uh, walls as are any, good new doors, and as any as any good D and D player will tell you, walls, doors, and traps are your greatest mortal enemy. Oh yeah, it's the triumvirate of terror. Yeah. is what that is. Uh, right. So. so so what was the what was the decision making behind going back <laughs> to figure out that pit versus any of the other places that you hadn't been and spending spells that you guys had kind of already agreed to like not do like that was the whole reason you didn't go across in the first place uh, but then decided this time okay let's do it like, what was the thought process behind that versus, like, either going up the other path or going back the way you came and trying the the, the first the first fork that you were... Um... My snarky snide comment would be, it's cute that you think we had a thought process. Uh, <laughs> I know part of the thought process because I'm married to the person that had the idea to um, fly people across the chasm is she didn't think about it on the day. That's, uh, that's why yeah, it was still, I mean, though, one of the things that you guys had originally kind of talked about was, well, yeah. we don't want to waste high level spells for this at such, so early in the day, right? Just so to get much across, high level, just to get um, across a pit. And that, well, that cost you two third level levels. spells. Yeah, it did. Yeah. It wasn't so much that we didn't want to use any high levels. I think. What we were talking about on the day, because I didn't know that Conjured Animals was prepared or anything either. 
uh, what we were talking about on the day was just using levitate to get everybody across, but that only gets us across. It doesn't get us back. Yeah. And using all of his spells, uh, using all of Campion's spells, rather, to get us across means that we still have to spend something to get back. So when we had a way that only burned one spell to get us across and theoretically could also be used to get us back, I think that was the point where people were just like, okay, well, maybe it's worth checking out at least. Okay. Um, well, it seemed like it seemed like it was like no one wanted to do the snake door. <laughs> uh, no one wanted to do like the barricaded wood door. So it was like there's like there was like going back or checking this thing out while we're here. And I guess that's just like me just was like, oh, since we're here in this pit again, why not mm -hmm. do so the again, pit again? I guess I guess my other question is is why the pit where you knew you would have to burn stuff again versus a door where you could maybe just smash it down. Ariana was outvoted. <laughs> Ariana never even said anything about the door. Oh, you guys wanted to go to pit. Yeah. yeah. I thought, yeah, the thing, like, yeah. like. Don't say Ariana, Ariana was outvoted because she never even said, do the door, let's go to the door instead and just break yeah, it. Yeah, because she, yeah. she, she was in a bit of a mood because people in the group had called her out for withholding information that she thought was safer to withhold. Yeah. Well, Oriana's been completely telling everyone, "Don't go this way. Don't go this way. Don't go this way," because she's like shitting her pants at some point. Right, and it's been, so it's yeah. like it's like well, if this way it's like we don't want to like break into someone's home and like the wood because we're like they, we were they were assuming that the, like, the wooden yeah. one is someone's home. Yeah. yeah. The snake and, door was like ah, this is creepy. So we probably like, most most everyone it seemed like other than I think me was like let's go to the snake door. I think Perry might or Quinn might have said something like that. No, I think they didn't want to stay any any longer. Right, you but yeah, most, that most, trap. yeah mm. most of us didn't want to stay there. So it was like, it seemed like, well, since we're, we're if we're gonna go back, this is like here, and we haven't explored all this fully. It be it's, it seems like we're not going this way. It's we can use some resources for this because this is seems like a path we could explore, finish it, see what's happened at the end of it, and then if there's nothing there, then we can go back, chase ourselves back, and then you know take a rest if we need to, and do something unexplored at that point, which I, I guess we kind of did. It just kind of took a little longer process, it seemed like. Yeah. And I would clarify, Oriana or didn't necessarily want to go back to the pit, but she also didn't want to just be saying no again on this. Why was Oriana holding better. out the word? I don't get the the idea behind, like, not telling the group. After you had already gone through the trap and, like, dealt with it, I, I, I I'm just curious as to like what was what was Oriana thinking there by not just at least just giving the word and seeing if the group could figure anything out or if they still wanted to leave as a group why hold the withhold the information until basically you had spent more resources getting back up the the tunnel again um, to leave. I don't want to keep using the near death experience, well, the actual death experience that she had as an excuse. Um, and but it's that's not entirely. No, and that's not entirely what's going on here. It's a part of it. Like, we're in this dark underground tunnel, this invisible trap thing just set off. And now, a strange language no one seems to understand aside from one word seems very odd and fishy she didn't really want to act on it and she knew that there were people in the group that would probably want to act on this 
And in Oriana's mm. mind, if there's one trap, there's probably more. So proceeding further into this situation, which just seems outright dangerous, when the group's already deciding to leave, yeah, she's she's going to do that. She's going to withhold that information. And now instead she got yelled at by a bunch of people because she withheld information and therefore took the choice away from people as to whether or not they wanted to go investigate the thing with the new information. She I, uh, I no I, I understand the I understand the the character choice. Um because yeah, I mean I but like as a player wise, I think um like in my head, it's better to explore fully explore like a path and find out that it's not explorable anymore further. Uh, and then decide after that, because it's because like the last couple of um, sessions, we've kind of been like we've been in the she same area. It. Yeah, we kind of been in the same area and kind of like exploring an area halfway, kind of going back and then using more resources to explore another area halfway instead of going fully into one, like expend it. So we're using the resources that if we you know want to save or not, that's up to us. But if like mm -hmm. using it when we can, if we need to, get to the end and be like, well, this is we know this is the end. So we can rest here and then find out another path. So this is know. my other question is, is like, I, I'm curious as to like, okay, you guys like half explored that big room and then you were kind of like, okay, like this seems weird. It doesn't feel good. We're going to go a different way. And then you went down like that, the, the hallway of the like snake door thing. And that also was like, this is fucked. This is weird. Maybe we shouldn't be here. Then you came back out. Right. I mean, now Perry obviously offered and said, hey, guys, I can conjure animals and get us across there. Why not check the other pathways first to see if that would get you closer to your goal? And if you would even have to expend any more resources, maybe it leads you to another chasm or maybe it leads you to a dead end or something like that. But at least you would know what was down those uh, hallways versus going back, expending a whole bunch to get across this thing that maybe nets you get something but maybe doesn't net you anything um uh maybe doesn't take you where you need to go maybe takes you somewhere completely off course um like what was the thought what was the thought process behind that because like i uh again the whole reason you stepped back from that original room was like this doesn't feel right mm -hmm. we don't want to spend a whole bunch of stuff let's go back up we still have like three two other choices plus that fork that we came from and it seemed like you guys were still stuck on the uh, the rope room, which, hey, I love it, but I'm just curious as, like, what <laughs> what was the idea behind, like, getting across that chasm and wanting to really investigate what was behind the door? I mean, for me, it was, that was the first idea that had some actual, the idea had some legs and seemed as though it could take us somewhere. Right. And everything else was just sort of like, I mean, I guess we could go over here and Look at that, or uh, we could go bash that thing down, but everybody's just sort of still in disagreement as to whether or not we do want to bash down a barricade that leads to. Meh. So it was the first thing we were like, hey, yeah, that actually could do something. It was like a, a simple, here is the task that needs to be done. Here is the solution that will actually accomplish this task. Like, hey, that sounds perfect. Let's do this thing that has a guaranteed result. <laughs> And then it didn't have the actual guaranteed result because we found another wall. But still, that first part, that was where the money was. It was the friendship we made along the way, Quinn. <laughs> so at what point, once you guys had um, started going through that hallway, 
like, was there any point where you guys were like, this is a lot of traps. Like, should we continue going? No, yeah. Guys, at, I know at you the guys had trap. a couple of at times where you trap. guys were like, where you guys were like, <laughs> we should just run through or we should like stop. Um, and I'm just curious as to like, at what point did you guys like, was there a point where you were kind of like, mm, this might not be, cause I, I think you ended up spending like also a couple of, like, I think you spent a wild shape and a, a dispel yeah. magic, yep. uh, which is also a, a high level. Um, yep. So what was the sort of thought process behind, behind that? Especially when at the, uh, I, I believe before you got the spell magic off, Baltheim did see a dead, the a wall. dead, a right. yeah. dead end. Um, for me, it was the fact that there was resistance. And that's just me thinking in terms of like every video game or every session of D&D <laughs> I've ever played in my fucking life where you want to go in a direction. If it's easy to get there, it doesn't really matter if you go that way or not. Like, yeah, fine, go down that road. It's okay. But if you start going in a direction, all of a sudden, enemy spawn, trap, 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 dragon falls out of sky. You know you're on to something, you know? Like, there is definitely going to be something at the end of that. You just have to push through the pain and get past all the stuff that's in your way. And I was wrong. Video games lie. I don't know. Me. I mean, well, you guys you guys rolled some me. pretty awful investigation checks. So. Yeah. yeah, I know. And now we can't go back. Well, 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 my thing is this I, this this is consistent. Like I just wanted to I just want to finish a, a path, find out there. We like we now, we now we know that there's there's nothing there right now. Mm. Uh so that's valuable knowledge. Like now we know there's a room, there's like a, a space that is heavily trapped that we've you know managed through that we could potentially use as a resting point you know that's that's still like no like we know something about it like it's just not just a uh like an amoeba of like what could be here like we've explored it we've like gone to as far far as our ability has allowed us to go to it in this, this way and so it's like we know something more than just this is a path we can take other like now we know there's things like, like there's a, like a space there that's you know heavily trapped and so that's that's still knowledge yeah, mm -hmm. yeah you know you know what what is down that way I yeah that's fair uh i don't want to speak with for other people um but for oriana give me oriana at level four and she would have wanted to go down that entire trapped hallway no questions asked as soon as we got to one trap and she was like oh okay well it's a it's a simple trap we could just literally step over the the plate and everybody's fine then there was a second trap and she's like uh is this worth really exploring i mean who would set up all these traps to protect or that seems kind of weird where are we going what what would put all these defenses in place like or oriana was just she was interested from a puzzle solving aspect because she loves puzzles. She loves stories and things like that, but she really had no interest to go down that hallway. And by the time we had invested. Yeah. Uh, at some point you have, to, you have to cut spells. your losses. I mean, at, at some point you either cut your losses or yeah. you pay it forward and get, get through mm, yeah. it. Right. Um, yeah. And we well, decided we were going to like power through that thing. You guys had some pretty good um, <clears throat> ideas for, um, you had some pretty good ideas for like the traps and stuff like that. Like Oriana had a really good one where she was able to completely disable the the, the, the second magical trap, which was um, quite smart. Um, and then that got rid of one. And then you guys were able to kind of like figure out the third one by using like Perry uh, and her ability to wild shape, which was 
good. And then, I mean, Quinn was able to get rid of the last one through through the spells. So mm-hmm. I think you guys were pretty resourceful there. Um, I guess what what is the like at least for you guys and your player your your sorry your characters what is your mindset right now i mean you've gone through a lot you've spent quite a bit of time already and resources and have yet to see any payout of like what you're actually looking for like where where are where are you guys in terms of like thought process and like whether this is worth time and effort um at this at this point from a purely player perspective we haven't lost anything of monetary value aside from time right. which knowing our group i mean we're always going to end up going down almost every single path even if even if we went down the right path on the first try and found all the ore we needed and then some <laughs> We still would have gone down other paths. There could be cool things here, guys. Don't we want to see the cool things? <laughs> <laughs> what about the Flump Colony? They've got to be in here by now. Nah, nah, they're dead. Um, <laughs> um, shut your drunk mouth. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Baltimore is just like, he just like, I mean, we're here to get ore. That's mm. cool. Um, like to him, like even like monetary value is not super high to him. Like he's like, okay, money, cool. Like I guess we're like he's like, oh, I guess I'm helping Campion. That's fine. Like he's just in it for like like he's just in it for the the adventure of like what's what we're like what we're doing. Like he's like, if this is gonna help Campion, yeah, but he has like, other things that he also wants to do. Is like, is True. there a point? Is there a point and- where Baltaim? stops being so laid back and is like, you know, my sister's still missing. Right, and that's why he, we he wasted mentioned... like fucking four hours to find a wall. Right. Or five hours or six hours plus spells, plus you've already rested once to get your yeah. spells back. Mm-hmm. Um, plus, plus, plus. Plus some people almost got turned to stone. Like, is there a point where Baltaim kind of like goes, hey, like, are we making the right choices here? I'm just uh, this again. This is purely just conjecture. Right. Me asking, but is there is there a breaking point for him, or is he always just kind of willing to go with the flow? I think, and that's why he brought up like, there's nothing tying us to this this mine, guys. Like, we understand. Like, understand if things go south, we don't have to stay here. Like, this is this is not like a consequence stuff. There are way bigger things in our our world that could be like you know be we can be dealing with. He's like like. He, that's why he brought it up. Like we don't have to stay here, but I think, I think, I think that he is. I think he's not seen something so much that he can't. He has to jump on it yet. I think that could there could be something that that comes to a point where he's like, no, we're not doing all this other extra stuff. Like we're going to do this. That could that could potentially be something that comes up if like there's something like concrete he can like see understands is like. Let's do like we have to do this now. Like, there's not a other option. There's no other side tangents. Okay. I can see that happening. Yeah. So th- mm. uh, let, then let me uh, put this towards Quinn. Yo. Quinn is always the guy who's like, I'm keeping my third levels so that I can revive someone. He literally used all of his third levels plus his fourth, mm-hmm. and there's still half a day left. What's his thought process at this point? And again, all they found is like a wall and a pit with something creepy at the bottom. Yeah. Where's his mindset at this point? I mean, right now, um, right now with Quinn, honestly, he is just still in the whole idea of 
trying to be more selfless and do more good. And he did actually give, you know, he did say that they would help this guy get his thing. So he hasn't encountered any kind of great personal cost that's going to deter him from doing that yet. And there's nothing that he personally has that's pressing. And also since he's trying to not push the group in any direction, he, he has no, he has no dog in this fight as far as pushing forward things on time. I mean, yeah, he's got some place to go before they leave the continent, but that's literally before they ditch out on the continent and call up their probably, I don't know, super magic arch devil faith or something friend to give him a magic teleport Uber over to where they need to be. So he's like, his far off calendar is pretty booked up, but you know, his day to day is really loose. Therefore, he doesn't really see the need to just peace out of the mine yet and give up. Also, because it would help Campion to get the thing that they're after as well. So, I mean, if I'm just wondering how many of you are, I guess, I'm just wondering how many of the characters are are worried about losing it. Like, again, this fight could have gone very, very differently had a couple of people turned to stone. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. I am and so well and so I'm just curious like how some of the characters given like the like the harrowing battles that have kind of led up to this and things not going your way and then having mm-hmm. used quite a few resources um especially from someone like Quinn who's always been the one who has brought people back um yeah like is he at all worried that like like you said you haven't lost anything yet but you did just use Quinn did just use something very important to him to be less uh, selfish uh, mm-hmm. in his mind, uh, and and then to watch that to watch that potentially be wasted because mm-hmm. you are not using your prudence to like figure out like maybe this maybe the most prudent choice isn't to do this. I'm just I'm just curious as as is he thinking at all of that? Like it seems like Orion is really the only the most worried one of the group. Um, and the rest of everyone is else is kind of like, yeah, we're still okay. Um, and I guess that's that's the mindset right now is even though you've used quite a bit, you're you're still feeling like, yeah, we can still handle what whatever comes in the next little while. If we get into another bad thing, then maybe we'll have to. Yeah, I mean, so that. far that's about where he's at because if anyone can make a really compelling argument as to why to just you know say fuck this, take our ball and go home, then you know Quinn will go with group consensus and leave. And seeing as how right now the only person that's making a dissenting argument is Oriana, and the way that Oriana has been making the dissenting argument is just, no, I don't want to, no, I don't want to, no, I don't want to, blah, 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 blah. That's kind of how he's in- how he's interpreting it. Mm-hmm. He's just sort of digging in his heels, like, no, I disagree, and I am annoyed by your argument, so I'm not going to do that. Someone else try saying something, and then maybe he'll listen. Fair enough. So then I, I will reverse it and say, okay, as your player, What's your mindset continuing on with the amount of resources you have now used and you still have half a day's travel left to go in the mind? Lady, I've been in in underground (laughs) encounters that you've run before. I'm scared for my damn life right now. So as a player, I am just like praying to anything that'll listen and hoping for the best. As a character, I'm blissfully ignorant of the hell that awaits me. Yeah, as a... As a player, I, I I do feel like that sense of like 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 I'm I have the same like, do your sisters like out there like like because like I'm not thinking of the character so I'm like, I and it's I'm trying to. 
I'm trying to like interpret Baltim's thoughts into my thoughts because I'm not trying to like I don't because I don't think Baltim's like a pushy person in general. No, no. No, so, not at all. so I and I try to like hold back of like, well, we need to do like, let's we need to like fast track everything because like as a player, I feel like, well, like if this is like in my like my own stuff, I'm like, no, I'm fuck all the side stuff. Like we're going to do this. Like I need to go like follow this thing. So it's a balancing act for me because I'm trying to I'm trying to like let the player be the let the character be the character and like still have that sense of urgency as like the player because I'm like as like in me, I'm like this like. Yeah, it's not. This is nice. This is a nice. Like it's a side quest, but it's like it's it's not of it's of it's some consequences. Like it would help camping out, but it's not of like great importance of, to us at this moment, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like I'm I'm juggling that as a player because I'm like I understand like this is a not like on the priority list. It's not like the top thing on the priority list. Yeah, I, I get it. I get it. What about yeah. uh, what about you, Jake? Uh. Oriana was completely fine with us just finding this ore and leaving from the get-go, honestly. And the yeah, only reason... Find it. No. Um, you still haven't found she, it, so... She's, yeah. she's still willing to find the ore because she's promised that she would find, you know, at least try and look for it. So until things get to the point where, okay, we can't be here anymore, she's not gonna absolutely, like, just walk off and you know, say, see you guys. I'm going home. Even though that's what she's been threatening doing the whole the, doing... time we've been down here. <laughs> no, she hasn't been threatening to leave. She's been just saying, well, I'm not going to go across if we're burning all of our artificers' magic to do so. Or, and another example, uh, with the, the snake door. What, the, the door is not there. She's, she's very... I guess if I were, if but I how was do comparing you her, know? I guess if I was comparing her to like a video game, she is very much. Can we just get the main quest done and be on with this? I mean, what about desert- player though? Now, so now, like you're, you're. Yeah, I get, you. I get Oriana's like mindset of like where she is. I'm saying like now that you've fought basilisks and, uh, and you've you've you watched your cleric burn through all of his third levels. Your your druid burn too, um, uh. And like, you guys are dwindling resources. What what's player thinking uh, in terms of like the rest of this side quest? Uh, that if we even if we manage to go straight to the ore at this point, that we're probably not going to have enough stuff left in the tank to get in and out safely. No. Yeah. No. I think um, we're. I think we at least another day here. I, I, oh, I know, I know we're going to be spending yeah. another day here. Are you kidding me? No, I'm saying at least, like, the, the least. have a third path. path. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure, player is pretty sure that we were supposed to take the other path at the first fork. That's what the scratch marks were supposed to be. I, I mean, this player is fairly certain that those may have been basilisk claw marks that led in that direction. And that's where the nest is, is up there. So if we go up there, then there's going to be more basilisks that we have to run into and make sure that we say the code phrase from last week. I have heard my gaze. Mm, just just I, throwing that out there is like a. I mean, know, that would have meant that the paranoia. knock sound effect would have traveled like almost a mile or something. Mm, have you been in a cave? It's a cave, a yeah. Cave? And a no, it's, pretty it's, loud. A, it's a it's a cave, but there's still sound dampening within a cave. A, a there's echo. Yeah, there's yeah, more. There's more amplification gonna... than no. Echo. A snap oh, of your finger, but a yeah, but knock, foot, knock is a loud yeah. yeah. spell. Foot, like, thunderous booming sound. Yeah. Also, yeah. think of it this way: the knock spell came from the dead end 
of a stone yeah. hallway. So you think that carries far normally? But think there was also a giant over there. Yeah. There was also a giant pit yeah. with a volume of who knows how much. Which is true, that but would still, also it had a head a start, basically, on like how much of a, of a boost it was going to get before any dampening effect could have occurred. I mean, just, just, I mean, who knows? Whatever was in the bottom of that pit could have come out of the bottom of that pit. Please know, keep Cthulhu in his <laughs> Cthulhu stays in Ryla I... until it's time. My my point is, player still wants to try and get the damn ore because we said we would, but the player is not kidding themselves with, oh yeah, we can get out of here without spending any more spells. Oh no, no, that ship sailed. Fair enough. Yeah. All right, all right. I will let I will turn it over to you guys and let you ask me a question. I have one that I think everybody wants to know the answer to when you're planning out these traps and puzzles and such you put all this work into you think yeah this is gonna be great and then we actually tackled them um on just if you could put it on a scale of one to ten how stupid are we like, <laughs> you're, you're not um <laughs> i mean like when we finally run into these things I mean, and you I, see I, us I, banging I, our heads against the literal wall i mean some of them are traps some of them are puzzles some of them are are there as red herrings sometimes mm -hmm. it really depends and which is which is which play is is a, a method of trial and error for you guys but like in terms of the traps i think you guys did a really good job on them um like i think uh like i think you avoided most of the only one that actually damaged anyone was the exploding one and it and it was just the initial not realizing that magical traps were there as opposed to just physical ones. Um, but I mean, you with your investigations and your like quick thinking, you were able to get through them. Uh, so I don't think, um, I don't think you guys are like I don't I don't sit there and I'm like, oh man, they're so dumb. Like this is, <laughs> we're never gonna figure this out. I also try not to make traps or puzzles where like it's just impossible or mm. you're going to spend three hours trying to to get through it oh um, yeah i know that's that's what i mean is like whenever you make these things like yeah this is gonna be great these they won't be able, they won't have too much I try to think this, of like, think. Honest, to, to be honest i try to think of like the strengths of the group and then how you guys can pool sort of your efforts together to to make something workable for you um and uh and then oftentimes you guys just think of things that i wasn't even aware of and i'm like oh yeah okay that'll work um I mean, like using a letter opener to scratch up a rune <laughs> that was a nice move um yeah i mean you you said you had a small knife i mean even if you didn't you could have borrowed like baltheim's sword or something like that like i yeah. i don't i'm not gonna i'm not gonna be uh, uh like picky about that kind of crap um but yeah like if you guys think of really interesting neat ways of of doing things i'm totally open to the idea but yeah, I the way that I I set those things up. Um, uh, to be honest, like I knew that hallway was going to be trapped. I knew how many traps there were going to be. I didn't know what the traps were, were going to be until you got there. And then I was mm. just making I made all of all four of those up on the fly. So well done. So those were all just like I knew what I wanted to have. I just did. I wasn't. I I. I wasn't sure exactly what it would be because I was like, well, am I going to spend the time like figuring out? exactly what each of these traps is going to be 
if because then I've wasted a whole bunch of time if they never even go here. So it's just like, oh, when they get there, I can that I can figure out. That's easy enough. Um, it's like the more lore based stuff that gets like harder if I don't have something written down for you guys. Um, but yeah, I mean, sometimes you you guys you know figure it out. Sometimes you guys decide not even to you know continue down a path, and I'm like, ah, oh, oh well, maybe I'll use it again sometime in the future if they mm -hmm. um, if they never they never even encountered it and I can place it somewhere else in the world. So. I have a question that I think you'll probably veto, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful. Mm -hmm. Since we dispelled the last trap in there, will you tell us what the wisdom save was for? Uh, polymorph. Interesting. That would that have been fun. I was just curious because all we got was. Yeah, I can tell you save, that so. it's just, just yeah. not a. It's not important. It would have just turned you. You're into all an welcome. Animal. We'll turn you into an animal for a uh, for an hour. So. Uh, well, I'm glad that didn't happen. <laughs> Maybe it would have turned you into a bird. Going across true. without uh, having to uh, expend a spell. It's true, and probably would have pooped on one of the other people in the party because that's just what Although birds do. Although depending on the bird if it didn't have dark vision <laughs> yeah that would have been miserable fly down just actually fly down into the pit but yeah it was it was a it was a it was a polymorph it was supposed to just be a fun fun thing to do so. okay um, i've got another question if no one else has it well no i i have yeah, one ahead. i have one for okay. your, for you guys um go for it so um When you initially made a character for this world, what was your sort of initial thought process behind how you wanted them to sort of integrate into the world? And has this initial sort of arc that you've been through been anything that you expected or has it just been completely different than what you had envisioned for that's very similar to the question i have i'll piggyback that i'll answer and i'll and when we're done finished i'll piggyback off that with my question as well because i was similar yeah, i'm question. gonna let you answer because yeah. i just need to run for a second but uh i'm around um yeah for me i i can't like i envisioned um I want to be like a, I want to like look at the history and have some, um, some understanding of it and like, not like, in, like ingrain my the character into history, but like have my character be like some, like a, like a, a cog in like what is going on and like what, like I want to like make sure like the, like I understood like the places that he's from or like the, the, uh, like what his like, like the culture of that place would be like for like what that culture would like be like represented on that character and that's like for me that's why i like i, I like the uh i like i like like the like the very like agarian like like style of clothes he wears like it's very like you can see like this type of like culture onto a person type of thing yeah i mean whenever i made quinn i I couldn't really decide if I wanted to go with the whole paradigm of someone like uh, 
Captain America or Iron Man in the sense that one will change the world to suit them and the other will change with the world, you know? Right. Like, and I've, I kind of, I think at this point I've almost done both because I had him fit into the world as much as someone from a little fishing village on an island would be able to fit into the wider world confusedly and with no real idea of what goes on for the most part beyond you know the borders of the land itself so you know when he first gets off and has his, gets off the island and has his little mission to try and you know find his family and all that then it's okay well i have this and the world is just going to adapt to the fact that i need to accomplish this goal that didn't work so now he's sort of trying to go the other direction where he needs to find out instead of forcing the square peg through the round hole to find his place he needs to see exactly where and how he fits yeah and i, I think that's a like i see like and i i took that in my in mind too like i think a lot of like a lot of the other characters uh, like uh, you guys characters are like very dynamic characters they have like quinn has grown since like the beginning of this campaign has grown into a different character um and i i kind of want Baltine to be a static character like i like he he's like he's changed in ways yes but like as ultimately like the person Baltine has been in the beginning of the campaign is like relatively been similar to what he is now and i I kind of want that like different like I want other characters to react around him instead of reacting to other characters type of thing mm -hmm. where because since I, I assumed a lot of the like the player characters would make dynamic characters anyway and so their characters would evolve and grow and it's, it's a different point of view of seeing like what this character's arc is and how they grow and how and then another thing is seeing like how this character grows around another like static character that stays mostly similar to the, like the, the whole time and he might you know he might change into a dynamic character eventually but yeah um, I, that's a very interesting thing i thought of when i was making about the boss as well i want him to try to be like he's relatively like emotionally at the state the same same level he's been the whole campaign uh when i made oriana uh honestly i went in with one goal which is be as just impressed and surprised by the story that our lovely DM can come up with because I've seen her craft so many epic stories and tales. So I very purposely, I read the lore that my character would be aware of, which was mostly Atrillin and mostly specifically about Riverin. The history of the, of, of the country, not so much, or rather maybe not the whole history, but the parts that the that, that the country would want the public to know about. So a lot of the things like the horrors of Gia, which she's talked about, um, weren't things that she was aware of, but was made aware of and was a part of her character's journey. Um, but I had no kind of preconceived notions of what was going to happen to Oriana or what plans were going on with her. The, I, I had a couple of things in mind for her. She wants to find the truth. She wants to make a story of her own that's worthy of the greatest libraries. And she wants to do something good for the world. Those were the three principles I had had really given Oriana. And for me, the fun of playing this character is just getting to know the character as she's developing. 
and seeing all these different things in her. I literally get a little too into my own head and Oriana's emotions and Oriana's emotions will often bleed into my emotions. So like last session when people were calling her out for lying, I actually got a little mad. I'm like, I was trying to help you guys. (laughs) So it's this really interesting thing for me because it literally is almost like a perfect escape mechanism because I can just disappear into Oriana and enjoy the world unfolding around me and seeing it for it's seeing it for what it is, which is a great story. So I'll, I'll ask then what the arc that your characters are currently taking and that you've seen unfold so, so far. Anything you expected or were hoping oh. for or, uh, or were surprised by or excited by or whatnot or... Um, or is it kind of like going in the way that you expected and is like, okay, I, I kind of get Oh, nothing, nothing like I expected. I, mm-hmm. I did not expect Oriana to be already considering returning home after what she's maybe been traveling for about three months, including the time with the party. I mean, yeah, for her, this like, has been the worst summer vacation ever so far. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, it. I'm, I'm still with my summer abroad. I'm going to go home. Be more fun than this. <laughs> I, I specifically left a lot of her backstory up to interpretation too, because I wanted to be surprised by that. So when discovering that her mom was a caster and it was familiar with the sending spell and uh, that her father, who I, who I just said, I wanted him to be in the military. I didn't even tell, I didn't even say he's alive or he's dead or anything. I wanted to be surprised by that. And to find out that he's like, uh, what did you say? He, he's the lead general. He's not he's of the triumphant. He's, he's a he's not of the, but he's a he's a head one of yeah. the head generals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's like it's that was just amazing, and that was just pure enjoyment on my end. That learning about her parents, learning that her her her, <laughs> her country's not what she thought it was. All of that stuff has just been amazing, and the emotional roller coaster she has gone on is not something I expected her to go on this early into her travels. I think, uh, I think I've had, like, there's been, like, a, like a few surprises, but I think everything so far has been as expected, because we've, we've never, like, gone really into Baltine's, like, arc yet. I feel like it's not had, had it's, like, been touched on lightly. We've, like, had the little, like, foreshadowing of it but I don't think it's happening it's like not it's it's like in the works coming so I think then I think then when that happens I think there definitely could be a a stage for me to be like oh I did not expect that but like so far it's been as expected because it's kind of um been what I've expected so far but it's been been some slight like like oh that's oh okay there's a connection here to something else it's like oh I wasn't expecting that that's like okay I see and so there's there's been some slight um surprises but uh we haven't got too far into vaulting yeah, yet his so character, like yeah. Some, yeah yeah i mean with mine i came in with no expectations other than i had an expectation of quality which has already been exceeded for one and i left a gaping chasm in quinn's backstory and just said put whatever you want in there i'm good and yeah, that's because I implicitly trust the DM to be 
very comfortable and very good at filling in those gigantic plot holes. I am surprised and very pleased so far. And I'm actually surprised that I am surprised <laughs> because <laughs> it's one of those things where, yeah, I know something cool is going to be coming. This like, oh, dang, that, okay, you went for, that goes further than I thought. That's awesome. So, and, so I'll say this to, um, I guess, uh, Jake and Chad, did either of you expect to have this dual nature sort of existential crisis happening yeah. for either oh, no. of your characters? Nope. So, Rennie, you're like stealing my yeah. question. Yeah, I, I think I, you're stealing I, my 100%. question. <laughs> wait, 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 hold on, hold on. Khalil. Now you ask the question. We'll just pretend like that last one didn't happen. Go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. I just take the I, thunder back. No, no, like it's just like you uh, can ask I, me. You can ask me one next, but I, I just wanted to because we're still on the the idea yeah. of like what arc did you expect sort of your character to go through? And um, just just wondering if you ever thought that um, that this would be something that your character would go through. And are you also surprised at the choices for the character that you've made in the story? given how things have sort of turned out. I mean, I 100% knew that Oriana was going to start off wanting to be a follower of Ayun and then just go over to the dark side. No. Um, Always black and white with you. Just I was making a joke. I was making a joke. Anyway. Um, He's a gentleman. Yeah, he is. Smooth I, as hail. 100 percent was surprised yeah i know I, I know what i did i was literally 100 percent surprised uh that oriana ended up uh, siding with uh asmodeus that was never anything i had intended that was never anything i was even really considering even when you started teasing and i was like no way no way she goes through this there was like a part of me that was like but wouldn't it be kind of neat to see what that story would be but I, and like I, I feel like a broken record because I've said it so many times on what's the damage. But the moment Lex pointed out that the redemption of a god could be her story and that she's seen it done before, that was the first moment where I was like, "Oh, Oriana might just go with Asmodeus just for the story, and not not for not for power or anything, but because what that would be a great story." Yeah. yeah. I had I did not expect any kind of like any kind of the anything that's been coming up so far because I just I don't know I was playing I was having a hard enough time figuring out how one god worked and <laughs> then having to not only figure out a multitude of divinities and also how he himself fits into it all as a person and a follower of anything, it makes for very interesting existential quandaries that require a thing that only exists on graph paper to analyze big questions about his life that I, as an adult human man, don't even address about mine. So it's getting me out of having to think a lot of big thoughts about myself for once, that's nice. But it's also just fun to try and see exactly where this character's head is going to be at when confronted with things like this. You know, like, well, you are a real shitbag, so your God's mad at you, but this other one thinks you did a really fine job. 
How does that make you feel about yourself? Also, is he actually that bad? No, he's not technically. So what does any of it mean? Nothing. The universe is chaos. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so my, like my question is like loosely like co close to that, but it's like, cause all three of our characters there, there is some sense of like duality with our, like the Gosby walk, like mm -hmm. for, especially us three um, yeah. so far. Cause uh, you know, ball team has his, his thing with. Uh, yeah. Rin the others aren't really re well. I mean, I mean, Sinric kind of follows yeah. forward, but not really. Right. Uh, campaign but, but, is not really religious. But Dobby, us three Dobby specifically, and yeah, us three specifically is like super like. I know for Quinn and me at least, there are definitely like gods in time, like inclined with our characters. Yeah, yeah. As like you like had that centuries. as part of your backstory, yeah. Right, and Oriana's sort of like becoming like in like folded in that too. Mm -hmm. So, my my thing, my question, I guess, is like it, we're all like at different stages of like acceptance and like peace with our our like our like duality of it. And so, is there anything like that you guys see? that maybe you, from your like character's point of view, that you like, you like yearn for from that other like point of view of that character, or maybe you don't like of that other, like so, like like the like the dealings you have with that, like as the other character, like you like dislike of like um, that other character's like interworkings with their two like duality of their gods. I would say it's very bold of you to assume that Oriana has any level of acceptance for the choice she has made. <laughs> I said well, three, different, everyone's three, in different, three stages. different stages of acceptance. That's what I'm saying. Oriana doesn't uh, accept what she had for breakfast most mornings. I mean, she's that conflicted about any choice. She say, oh God, I had the toast. Does this mean the village will die? Like, like, like I would, I, I would, I would say like Baltim seems pretty like non, like it doesn't seem to be a affecting Baltim. He's seen, he's like, this is our deal here. And I worship one God here. Like that's, that's it. And it mm. seems like he's, um, he's at the most Zen with it so far. I think he's um, like also he, in a little well, bit of a also, different place, right? Because the Raven right. Queen and Avandra aren't really that diametrically that, opposed, yeah, opposed, or at right. least that that teaching has not been right portrayed and, in in the histories and in the the religious texts of the world right. that yeah. most people are uh, privy to. So right. for him, uh, he doesn't have to deal with the fact that he may give in to certain behaviors that you know, that are not necessarily the, the brightest points of right. of being immortal and having free will kind of. He doesn't have the moral, moral quandary with it yet. Yeah, or, I mean, not uh, yet so anyways. Yeah, so um, but, yeah. like, but like, I think that, that that also puts him in a little bit of a better place because right. there's not been a point where something he has done for one or the other goes against the one other, of the right. other's, you right. know, points of view. So for him... It, it hasn't put him in a position where he's had to make a choice that's really affected him. Whereas right. the other two are kind of in a different place where they really are seeing parts of themselves that weren't as highlighted before because it just mm -hmm. seemed like this is just a part of me. This is just who I am and this is just how I do things. And no one ever called them on it, I think. Right. And now they're being called out for it by these celestial beings. And it's like, oh... Yeah. Yeah, that's a behavior I have. Yeah. And and it's up mm -hmm. to them to decide is that good or bad or indifferent or is it a necessary is it is it by any means necessary for certain, you know, points in their lives? Like that's that's kind of like where I think they have to kind of figure things out, right? Mhm. Mm yeah. I don't think it'll get awkward for Baltaim until both gods ask him to the Sadie Hawkins dance. <laughs> Which I mean, that's coming. 
it's it's definitely coming. Uh, if I, if to, to answer the original question real quick though, um, Oriana's probably jealous of Quinn getting to trial run both in a way because she very much was presented with the option, the idea, given some time to think about it, and then very quickly had to make a choice. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, with Quinn, I mean, he was very against this whole idea for in, in actual terms about a good five minutes. And then having actually had the I want to say come to Jesus, but Jesus wasn't involved. Come to Melora slash Bane meeting that he had with the pair of them. He kind of understands where they're both at. And the one thing over every other thing that was said by Bane that made him really latch on to the idea of, okay, this guy can't be all bad, was in he very specifically threatened Quinn with violence, specific violence, mind you. If he did anything to hurt his sister's feelings again, like, hey, fucker, you make her cry, I'll break you in half. Like, you know, respect. as a guy who's been an over, <laughs> overly protective brother before, I can respect that. And that was his whole line of thing. Like, you can't be all bad if you're going to threaten to murder me over over family. That's a, that's a very admirable trait. So they're like, okay, I have no choice but to do both of these things at once right now. So I'm going to make the most of it and see what I can learn about both of them at the same time. So, I mean, yeah, no, at first he was digging his, he was digging his heels in like a kid in the middle of what used to be a Toys R Us that did not want to leave till they got that last Lego set. But now he's just sort of like, okay, both of these things have something to offer. I need to see whatever it is I can, I can bring and what they can bring for me as well. How, how can the relationships progress? And what is the logical terminus there? Yeah, I think I think if like multi was like omniscient and aware of it, I think that's something he would probably be envious of too. Like he he it seems like Quinn has, even though like he might not be like, you know, in a like a equilibrium with them, it seems like there's more of an involvement with them and there's more of a like talking, like we're trying to work out these kinks and let's see like how we work all three of us together. I think that's he like multi just wants friends, you know, he just wants to talk to gods. So he's like, hey, let's let's just chat, let's have tea. <laughs> I mean, that's what Oriana wanted with Ayun too, to be honest. You know, you got to try and get on her social calendar. <laughs> you got to try and get on her social calendar further in advance than like, hey, I need you for something right now. You got to try and like yeah. lay the groundwork in there, you know, like send a few texts that aren't just, hey, you yeah, up. You got to take her to dinner before you try to get <laughs> she, her in bed, she man. Would've. She was, she had, or just sending you know, plant emojis to send a hey big head text. <laughs> <laughs> Any other questions? Uh, um, I think I have I have one for Jake. All right, but I don't know if it's it's you don't have to answer it. I just you know I'm gonna ask though. Uh, so we've mentioned it before, but Oriana's like relatively like close to the vest on like a lot of things in general. Like I feel like. The first character I know like the least about so far is probably her and Sinric. Um, is there something? But she, but yet she's like very like invested in like other people's like stories and everything as else though. Um, is there something maybe like a personal like that a character choice that she's something she's not you know like also don't you don't have to go in, in great detail because obviously I want to find out like, in the game but it's like something that in like. A character choice that's something she stole the trust because because of it something in her her character that she stole the trust and fully give up all of her all of herself to like people and like opening up to people 
I'm wondering how I want to answer that. Truthfully. Or you can lie to me. That's fine. It's not that she doesn't trust people in the group. It's that she doesn't think her own story is worth telling yet. I'll say that much. Hmm. But at this point, seeing all of the other stories that unfold, seeing as how everything has, from what you've seen, the most mundane of beginnings, at what point does she realize that her story also has to be worth telling, considering that it is just as valid as everybody else's, because you're all coming from nothing and becoming something else? I would say think about Oriana as a character and why she wouldn't think her story is worthwhile. I think you'll find out, but I, I think I, I get where Oriana is. Like, if you look at like what Quinn has talked about his entire and what they've learned from his sister um, about his people and what happened there, like that is that is extreme and mm-hmm. terrifying and very real and supernatural and and like hard to wrap your mind around uh baltaine the stuff that they've learned so far about what might have to do with the people that he's going after and his his sister um is also very like fantastical how baltaine even found himself in this place of like on their trail and the deal that he has made with you know how he got his abilities is also very fantastical. Um, Harry talking about her village being, yeah, yeah, her village being very sick and people's dying and them being unable to revive them. And then, you know, this, this sickness going through uh, in her and the fact that there are five tribes that they're now meeting and that they're defending shackles to a a mad God. um, That's also fantastical. Um, uh, so I think, um, I think Oriana, her story to her is just a, I made, I made decisions and I have a family and mm -hmm, whatever. Like she she still has two loving, like she still has two loving parents who are alive doing very well for themselves has a home to go back to, you know, compared to all of these other people who are like, you know, um, in various yeah. states of, of Yeah, but you're using the chaos. most extreme examples of epic grandeur as far as those who have the but story. But that's who she's around. Ones. That's who she's yeah, been yeah, traveling with. Even Dobby. Even Dobby. Oh, well, Dobby, had, uh, Dobby had a revenge trip that he wanted to go on. He had one <laughs> no, guy like, he wanted just to think have about, dead. Like, the only person but... she maybe is uh, feels that she's as mundane as is like Sinric because he really yeah. hasn't even opened up and all he said was I I lived as a fisherman and mm-hmm. worked with Dobby sometimes. Yeah. And him and Campion who's like I'm I'm sick. <laughs> I'm sickly and look I have a robot dog that I made in well, the image yeah, of a real dog. Well, yeah, but he's also yeah, That's he's like weird. I made I adopted son of an elf and a dwarf. Yeah, I'm an adopted son of an elf and a dwarf. I'm very sick and dying. I've been trying to work on this and I've been hunting down snake people because I think that there there's a lead to, to something important to me. Mhm. Um, no, yeah, I, I was just interested because, yeah, because like, like you said, like I said, Oriana and and Sinric seem like the most. Um, I I know like I know them like even like like I think like 
me and ball team and Perry are like the closest of friends, I would say. But I feel like ball team and Perry, like I understand a lot about Perry mm -hmm. and like Quinn, uh, even Campion to some degree. I, I feel like I understand like a, a good about enough about them, but I feel like uh, Oriana and, and Serenica are like kind of these like enigmas still. And I'm kind of I, like, I understand, like, I, I know we'll probably get into it, but I'm just like wondering if like, was that, is that a character choice? Is that like a, something to be revealed later? I just was wondering. Uh, as, I like, think it's because she doesn't it's, know enough about it either. To be honest. That's, yeah, that's yeah. right. I mean, I mean, keep in mind, she didn't know her mom was a caster. Yeah, yeah. That kind of tells you a lot about her story. Yeah. She didn't know her mom knew magic and she learned magic from a guy that she met one day. Um, any, I mean, I got... any other questions? I mean, we can go a little bit longer tonight. Yeah. Um, uh, just a few more minutes. I have a, um, a question sort of like the curation of your character. Uh, like how, like how far removed from like your initial like makings of this character are, is like, are like, are not removed if there haven't been too far from your like original visions of it, visionings of it, or from like from the character it is like in this this current model, like how like how far like removed from that like original like rough draft of like this is what Quinn is, or even mm -hmm. if they weren't named Quinn before, yeah, like oh let me this is Quinn, like how yeah. far removed from that are you in this, uh, or if you haven't like how 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 not far removed are you from it? The only the only thing for Oriana at least, uh, that I really kind of had as an idea that would be a, a persistent problem for the character is unwanted attention from suitors. You know, people just coming up to her and pestering her. And that kind of came up in the pre-stream level one. Yeah, yeah, that's session. zero. And it kind of came up again in um, Saratan with the guy coming up and asking her to dance. Or sorry, just, yeah, sorry, Zerithamar, the guy coming up to her and asking her to dance, but yeah, but that was like polite he was, and he like was yeah, polite. It yeah. was not like, uh, hey baby, how you doing? So that that yeah. was like the one instance of like someone approaching her, aside from Quinn, really, uh, and approaching her and just being kind to her, not for any kind of ulterior motive. But right. considering we've spent most of the game on the road, I can see why that hasn't come up very much. <laughs> I think Quinn has entirely gotten away from where I had him originally because he starts off as this clueless, hot-headed moron who has no idea of what he's doing, where he's going. He just knows he needs to fucking get there and he needs to get there now, you know? And now he has become more... A, more introspective in trying to just figure out the nature of himself and by doing that also the nature of the world around him and even the nature of reality considering how all of his preconceptions about certain things have been completely thrown in the toilet and he's had to question so many things that it's forcing him to do that at this point and it is not what i originally had the idea for I'm not saying that in a bad way. I'm just saying that is this right. is not what I originally thought of, and I'm enjoying the direction that it's going. It's the best kind of messed up. Yeah, I, I, uh, I, I can tell you like my like. Yeah, 
Yeah. Like just my initial rough draft is like completely different from like this, like this, like I like I think like I mentioned before, like Walt team was like a tiefling, like one of my rough drafts. Like mm-hmm. like I can't I want I want, I want to wait till like our tell all like the end of all this, like because I have like a I have like a whole other like a whole bunch of ideas for multi-in, but like uh I think so far, like even like even like now, I think um like I I found it in the beginning, I found it hard to do like how I was gonna like do comedy with Baltine because like I always never want to be like a super serious character, mm. and like I think in the beginning I was kind of a more of a straight man, like a foil to Dobby because Dobby was so fucking off the walls. <laughs> yeah. Um, but now I think I think more of Baltine's like playful like banter has like kind of shown through, and like it's that's more like akin to like me as a person. I feel like so I feel like I've it's easier I've it's made it easier to make my like make his like funny side come out and like oh. a, it's not strange or like weird to like make the character do that type of way any last burning questions who's your favorite member of lux eterna oh i was gonna ask who me <laughs> yeah i was gonna ask, I was gonna ask dm i mean why is you, I think you guys already know who it is why is ball telling you slash me your favorite character and player that slash player you know just Oh, that's a difficult ask, one. Ask mom who her favorite kid is. <laughs> I mean, you're the least complicated. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Right now. Right now. <laughs> Ball team uh, just shows up. But yeah, I mean, it, you guys, I think you guys know, like, I mean, I, I Lex Eterna was built around the idea of Lex and, uh, and having, I, I always knew from the beginning like she was going to be the initial sort of guide into the first sort of arc of the campaign and potentially more. Um, And then from there, I just built the rest of the group around it. And I was like, Oh no, I'm going to have to make this into a previous adventuring party who dealt with this because if I want to go in the direction that I want to go for this campaign, you're going to need help. So that was my, that was, that's my favorite member. Who, but I do love else, all of them. Who else is everyone else's favorite member of Alex Turner yeah. so far? Mm. I have to say, we haven't had much time with her, but I I enjoy Freya, like the, like the bit we've had with Freya. Uh, it's a different type of like like bickering than Lex, like Lex than in Freya. Mm-hmm. Um, but so far, Freya is probably my favorite so far. Awesome. Um, it's pretty close between Lex and Freya and I think the only reason it's really super close is because I really like Freya's character in another campaign and I think that rubs off a little bit um, mm. but I'd, prob- I'd probably say Lex Lex feels like a very serious guiding mentor in or to Oriana. I'd well, love to hear what she says when asshole. you say that. <laughs> I would love I mean, to hear what Lex would say if you actually said that to her. She is such a dick, honestly. You fucking asshole. Lex yeah, hasn't is... been that mean to Oriana no. directly. I mean, she, she's she's negged the group. She's called a lot. her an idiot, I think. Before. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think it's been the most. Yeah, but I mean, Oriana, Oriana knows that she mm-hmm. deserves it sometimes. <laughs> Oriana, Oriana. Ariana would never. I think admit the it. only one she's probably no, she's not said anything is to is Sinric, and it's only because he's, yeah. he hasn't said anything. Yeah. yeah, it's like trying to insult a rock wall. Yeah, is there a point? Yeah. You know, it just it just exists. 
Um, I think for mine, though, I would say just, and this goes off of what everybody else said so far, Aaron, because she has been the most like yeah, just Aaron's straight forward. Yeah. And as yeah. far as like, okay, you've done this. It was stupid, but let's move yeah. past that. Let's move now past and it. Yeah. Let's talk solution. You yeah. could do this. Now, if you do, this is what you're going to owe me. Are we cool here? We're cool here. Bamf. And then... Aaron. Yeah, Aaron's like that. That that mom's like, like she's not upset. She's just disappointed. It's like yeah. I'm not gonna judge you. Like I'm not gonna judge you, but like, you know, come on, let's pick up pace. You know, yeah, thing. yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's yeah. For my money, it's, I'd say her. Honestly. Aaron's up there. Aaron's up there. All right. Well, I think we can wrap it up unless there's any last burning questions. Um, so when is uh, Coriana happening, guys? What? Cor 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 Coriana? Oh, um, about a month after hell freezes over. Okay, I just that was, might okay. occur. But right. uh, I mean, you might meantime, you might want to be no. careful with that. Asmodeus is kind of in charge of that place, and there's a specific level where it gets really, really cold. I know. I'm just using the actual idiom. I'm, I've read Dante's Inferno. I'm quite familiar with it. Also, the familiar with the levels of the Nine Hells and how cold it is down there. Uh, I'll I'll say this then to to change the metaphor. Um, it would be approximately about a year and a day after the demons and devils in the Blood War sign an Eternal Peace Treaty. What about then Quintaim? When's that happening? Yeah, hasn't thought, hasn't thought about that one. Yeah, because he's been busy. Yeah, <laughs> we're like, like, Baltimore and Quinn probably like, you know, we're, we're, they, we're, we're, when's our bromance happening, Quinn? Yeah. <laughs> when's our bromance? Well, the bromance is already happening. That's okay. The, the bromance right. is, are, is totally right. already on board. All right, as far all right. as gotta get, from bromance to the, romance, yeah, you gotta get rid of the sure, but yeah. like the okay. bromance is strong with those two. Hey, you know, Baltimore's yeah. adventurous, you know. Mm -hmm. All right, guys. Well, thanks everyone for this special edition of What's the Damage. Um, you got to hear uh, some some interesting tidbits from our players about. Uh, I'm actually surprised they didn't ask me more uh, campaign stuff, which is great because I, I was worried I was going to have to be like, no, I can't share that. Yeah, I think yeah, yeah I, I, I didn't I didn't do go yeah. that route because I figured you'd be like, I can't tell you. So it's like, oh, well, you know, okay, that's fair. <laughs> yeah, there are certain things like I mean, I can't. Yeah. yeah. Ruin the whole campaign for you. I have to change it all. Um, yeah. Uh, and I've already paid for art, so it's just not happening. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, no, but seriously. Uh, but yeah, I, we hope you enjoyed. Um, hopefully, uh, Truth will be back uh, next week. Uh, hopefully, her power will be back. I, I would hope so, because I can't imagine living like two weeks without power in the freezing cold, or at least hopefully mm -hmm. the weather gets better. In uh, yeah. some of these yeah. parts of the United States, and they're able to uh, pull themselves out of their power outages. Uh, but um, we will be back again uh, next Tuesday, barring you know apocalyptica. Um, and uh, we do have another episode, uh, another session of Roll for Damage uh, this Friday. Where do they get out of the mine? Do they TPK in the mine? Do they go back to the door with the dagger and serpent? Do they go back to the pit with the rope and try to figure that out again? We don't know. Um, but uh, we will find out on Friday. Uh, so don't forget that starts at 9 Eastern, uh, 6 Pacific. 
Um, and yeah, thanks a bunch for sticking with us and watching. And we hope you have a good night. See you later. Peace. Bye. Bye. Bye.